When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. But honestly, I like beans for like all those odds and end vegetables where I'll just saute them up and add them to kind of saucy black beans because then the vegetables just sort of like get in there and no one really like questions it too much. And along those lines, you can use frozen vegetables that way. So it's a great way to get veggies in like a whole like mishmash. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. This week we're going to talk about pantry meals. But first, take a moment to subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Just do it so you don't miss a thing. And if you're feeling really generous and lovey and like the amazing lovely person you are, rate and review too. It helps a ton. And we know you can do it while you're listening because you're a parent, which means you're also a master multitasker. Nice, Stacey. Killing it. (laughs) Okay. We are like going to keep this as evergreen as possible and talk about pantry meals for all times, even though we know a lot of you are listening right now and you're stuck at home. And so you have to cook from your pantry. What do you love about pantry meals, Stacey? Well, okay. So I didn't know if we were going to bring it up or not, but you sort of just alluded to it, that we're recording right as there seems to maybe be a tipping point in the United States around the way our country is going to handle the containment of coronavirus. And yes, I don't know if you guys remember, but at the beginning of this season, I don't know, we don't really do seasons anymore, but like back in January, <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I'm not going to keep an extra pantry anymore. I'm going to go lean. I'm going to like use everything up and then go basically meal plan to meal plan. I'm going to just be completely frank because it's been a crazy day already. Like, I don't really remember what my rationale was. (laughs) 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 But it was a good one. (laughs) And I was really enjoying having a much more stripped down pantry. And... We've been really careful in this last week. I live in New York City, so, you know, there's always heightened awareness of everything here. And I've been trying to strike a balance between not going overboard and making sure that I leave plenty for my community, but also having enough that, you know, if the city closes down, which now seems like a distinct possibility, that we have plenty of food and can contain ourselves and not go outside and put the rest of the people in our community at risk. But... I have so much stuff now, and I find it very frustrating. And I know I shouldn't say that. What a place of privilege. But, like, it overwhelms me. I don't know. It overwhelms me. And now I feel all this pressure that, like, when I meal plan, I have to go to my pantry and shop for my pantry, which, you know, that's our jam. We tell people to do that all the time. But it's, like, too much. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I think this is why I, in general, identify myself as a minimalist. Because I... Do you get analysis paralysis when there's too much in my pantry or even in my fridge or freezer, 
right? And so I have tried to be careful about like not stocking too many different options. So really focusing on like a lot of pasta or a lot of dry beans of the same variety and then trying to get creative with those things using like different spices and different flavorful ingredients because I will get overwhelmed. And for a person who's who has generalized anxiety disorder, um, it's really important for me to not feel overwhelmed yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> in general, but specifically in a time of disrupt yeah. in my routine. And so you know what's so funny? That you brought up the minimalist thing and I was like, oh, that's so interesting because we've joked that I'm a maximalist. We talk about this yes. in our episode with Ro. And what is the name of that episode, Megan? <laughs> it's an episode about not creating a zero waste kitchen, but be creating less waste in your kitchen. It's from last April. Um, and Rose formerly of Brown Kids. So you can look for that episode, but we'll also link directly to it in the show notes for this yeah. episode too. So we talked about how I'm a maximalist and it's funny because I was like, I don't get overwhelmed. I'm like, closet has too much stuff. <laughs> My makeup drawer has too much stuff. I'm like, look at all the possibilities. <laughs> But as I get older, it does, I am realizing the value of like indulging my maximalist tendencies without going overboard because there is a tipping point and I think there is for everybody. And I love what you're saying about when you're packing your pantry, like if you just want to make sure that you're stocked so that you have a lot of room to flex, especially if you're not a meal planner um, and you know, and you want to be able to like go and just see whatever you have and take it from there. If you're going to get beans, you don't have to get all 15 kinds of beans. <laughs> right. Especially like if your family doesn't eat that. Right. Like my family <laughs> is borderline with beans. I don't know any other way to say it than that. But like my husband loves black uh, black beans, black eyed peas and chickpeas and occasionally like in a chili or a stew, a kidney bean. But you try to give him a fava bean and he's out. He's Peace. not eating it. Peace on the farmers. <laughs> so I'm not buying yeah. like a lot of different types of dry right. beans. So listen, let's get into how to cook from your pantry, right? Because yes. we have a mini episode about how to pack your kitchen in case of emergency. We're going to put all these episodes in the show notes. And that really is actually a useful episode just in terms of thinking about your pantry in general. You don't have to be living right. through an emergency. It's great for regular cold and flu season. It's great if you're expecting a nor'eastern. Also, we recently did an episode on what is in our grocery carts. I think that's also a really helpful resource in terms of packing your pantry. Uh, I'm going to quickly list a couple of other episodes that if you're home <laughs> and you just want to binge listen, we did one on fall pantry staples and we talk about some great like pantry items there. And there we really focused on pantry items that help boost flavor, um, which is like a whole aspect of your pantry that I think is really great when you're someone who wants to cook from your pantry more. Anything else? Oh, our freezer episode. Yeah, because your freezer counts yeah. as your pantry. I think a lot of people discount it, but it's a great place to store stuff long term. Yep. So those are a whole bunch of episodes that are really relevant to this one and great companion listens. But let's talk about actually cooking from your pantry. Like, what are some great ideas, tips, products to think about 
when you just want to cook an all pantry meal. You don't want to have to rely on a ton of highly perishable ingredients. Let's try to start with pasta because I think most people have some type of pasta in there or noodles in their pantry that they can use. But let's try to like not get too too far into it so people still go listen to the other pasta Yeah, episode. right. We have a pasta episode. We have so many episodes. It makes me happy. It's still not enough, Stacey. We need more, <laughs> more, 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 more. more. <laughs> um, okay. So what kind of pasta do you keep in your pantry? Okay. Uh, this is I, one of those things where I'm going to be like, uh, what do I want to call them? I think that it's like better to talk about sizes of pasta. Like we keep a, a sort of like ziti yep. size pasta in our pantry. We keep spaghetti noodles in our pantry. And then we also keep like a tiny pasta. You will know the name of it. What is it called? Dietiel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I know. Is it is it like a tiny little tube? It's a tiny little tube and it's so great for like chicken noodle soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are the basics yeah, that we keep dilatini. in our pantry. No. Dilatini. Dilatini. No. Someone call us yeah. and tell us how to. Yes. I just did the most obnoxious Italian accent. I apologize. I did. Yes. <laughs> I did that. You did. <laughs> All right. So you keep small, like really so, tiny. Yeah. A cut pasta and a yep. long pasta. Great. Yes. And that's what I stocked up on. So that's what I will be using. And I think people think, oh, pasta and sauce. Yes. Always, right? Like that's the typical ground, like making a meat sauce with a jar of tomato sauce. And that's the only way you can serve pasta. But there's like actually tons of different ways. Like you could stir fry some vegetables and add cooked pasta to it or stir fry vegetables and put them like right on top of the pasta. You can bake pasta. You can pair pasta with beans. Do not be limited to tomato sauce. We have a whole episode on sauces in general, and there are tons of different sauces that you can put on any kind of pasta besides just red sauce. Yes. So I'm going to jump in and talk about ingredients, pantry ingredients that I keep on hand specifically to make all pantry pasta meals. Oh my gosh, so please jump give it in. to me. I need it, Stacy. Okay, so I typically keep a jar of high-quality marinara. And everybody here who's listened before knows that I like Rayos. I know it costs an arm and a leg. But in our listeners group, which you guys, side note, you have to join. It's on Facebook. Go to facebook.com backslash didn't I just feed you groups. You'll be asked for a password. You got to listen to this whole episode for us to give it to you. Um, But there (laughs) somebody pointed out that Costco has it for much more affordable. So hot tip. I also want to say that I've been really into Not Just Co. is the oh, name yeah, of the brand. Yeah, They're based yes. in Boston. It's two women who started it. Their jar, it's different than Rio's, right? Like, it's not just traditional pasta sauce. Uh, I guess that's in the name. It's full of <laughs> veggies. <laughs> and it's just a great base for building other sauces nice. from. So I just want to shout okay. them out. Okay. But then also uh, chopped tomatoes, whole peeled tomatoes, and tomato puree, and also like the small jars of tomato sauce. Yes. Um, Keep all those on because you build different things. But a great, just basic, if you don't want to use a jarred sauce or you don't feel like splurging and spending so much money on a high quality marinara, just pureed tomatoes or chopped tomatoes. You know, it's the famous Marcella Hazan recipe. You take an onion, you peel it, you cut it in half. You just even trim the root. You don't have to like go cutting up the whole thing. 
big knob of butter. I mean, if you look up Marcella Hazan on Google, like it's the first thing that's going to come up. Makes yes. the most delicious, simple tomato sauce. So tomatoes, tomato sauce, butter, oil, onions, keep for a long time, onions and garlic. Um, I did talk on our in our conversation with Kelsey Nixon, actually, um, yeah. about how I do keep either frozen or peeled garlic on hand for busy weeknights. But I do also always keep like a head or two or three of fresh yeah. garlic. Um, because if you keep that in a dark, cool place, it will last a while. Ooh, can we go on like a side yeah. note about storing? Because yeah. I think of of garlic and onion and potatoes as being like pantry vegetables. But we should talk about that you shouldn't be storing them like all together necessarily because they can get sprouted. And if you didn't, if you're like storing long term um, heads of garlic and so they sometimes get sprouty, I know that a lot of people, like a lot of chefs will be like, oh, don't eat it because it's super bitter. You can actually, like, it's not going to kill you to eat it, but you, and you can definitely cut around the green part. So, like, if you've been hanging on to garlic and you want to use it up, Cut the green part out, mince it up. It'll be Absolutely. Fine. Okay, lemons I keep on hand all the time. Like lemon oil, garlic, great. Parsley, if you have it, it's not essential. Really kind of any fresh herb. Yeah, or like if you bought frozen kale for smoothies and it's in your freezer, you could throw that Absolutely. in there for some greenery. That's beautiful. And like, and then, you know, like salt, pepper, look around. Like you can finish with a little bit of cream or creme fraiche if you have that. But if not, it doesn't matter. It, it still works if it's really simple. I like keeping a jar of roasted red peppers in my pantry. It's really easy. You can either just chop them up and throw them with a simple pasta, garlic, olive oil, butter. Yes. Um, but you can also zip them into a nice zingy sauce just using like garlic and or shallot, red wine vinegar, and um, olive oil to emulsify it. Literally in your food processor. And you can toss pasta with that. Here, here. Frozen butternut squash puree. That oh. makes a really nice creamy sauce too, and you can keep it in your freezer. Uh, it's really great with um, Parmesan if you have some cream, a splash of cream. But like I just sometimes take sage if I have it, if not even dried sage, saute butter, garlic, add the puree, add a little cream or Parmesan. It's delicious. Yes. We should talk about also pairing pasta with yeah. beans. One of my favorite pantry meals, and I think there's a recipe for this on Kitchen, and I will, it's not CC and Pepe, but it's like chickpeas and pasta and tomato paste. Do you know what I'm talking about, Stacey? I do. And it's like the, literally those things and garlic and some of the pasta cooking water, and it makes the most luxurious sauce. And the mo it's just like a really hearty one bowl, one pot dinner. Pasta y chef. That we make all the time. Yes, thank you. You know what it's called. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But also, can we talk about using beans created like not like last night I made sausage beans kale pasta and I just used these beans that I made in my instant pot and I tossed them with the pasta. But you can also puree beans and make sauce. Ooh, yes. Yeah, like white, you know, like white beans are really nice and creamy if you puree them up and you get a nice creamy sauce without using perishable dairy. Genius. Woo -woo. Okay. We speaking of beans, we should hop Okay, ahead, but wait. As jarred you were. pesto, guys. Keep jarred pesto around. <laughs> <laughs> listen, all of that is in the the sauce episode. That's true. Oh, sorry. Don't listen to the sauce episode. <laughs> Our friends at home might be limited in their time alone to listen to Jude and I just feed you. We got to keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk beans. 
Let's talk about beans. I, I We have an, a forthcoming episode at some point about cooking dry beans in general. Just beans. Beans. We love beans. <laughs> Magical fruit. Um, whether you bought canned beans or whether you bought dry beans, doesn't really matter. All of these ideas will apply to you. We both, both Stacey and I, love our Instant Pots for cooking dry beans. And we have a whole episode about the Instant Pot with Michelle from Nom Nom Paleo. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah, she has a lot of Instant Pots. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) she's cooking up a storm right now. Beyond rice and beans, which my family really loves and is like a Creole tradition, and doesn't have to include sausage, although if you bought sausage and it's in the freezer, that's a really great flavorful pantry meal. And you'll like cook some red beans with a bay leaf mm. and some Creole seasoning and call it a day. Beyond that, like it doesn't have to just be rice and beans together. We learned this in one of the episodes that like the protein component of beans can be paired with any other carb yeah. too to yep. give you complete protein. And then also like if you have toast for breakfast and beans for lunch, like the your body will store those components and and process them as a complete protein. So what are some other ways that you like to serve beans or you guys eat beans at home? So Stacey? we do a lot of rice and beans sort of Latin or Mexican style. Okay. The same way you do like New Orleans, I think of it as New Orleans style, like Creole style rice and beans. And instead of sausage, we use like slow cooked pork is what we tend to do, like cold pork. But honestly, I like beans for like all those odds and end vegetables where I'll just saute them up and add them to kind of saucy black beans because then the vegetables just Mm. sort of like get in there and no one really like questions it too much. And (laughs) along those lines, you can use frozen vegetables that way. So it's a great way to get veggies in like a whole like mishmash. That also makes me um, want to mention how great dr- beans are for turning into like pureed soups. Yes. And you can totally bulk those up with veggies. Like if you're at the point where you just have like carrots and onions and celery in your fridge, go ahead and like chop them up and saute them in a little olive oil and then add like a couple cans of whatever kind of beans, black beans, chickpeas, and then you can kind of like puree that into a creamy and super flavorful soup. Totally. Or you can even, this is a great trick, puree half and always have broth or stock on hand, whether it's in a carton that's shelf stable or if, you know, for those of you who make your own, you have it in your freezer. Yeah. Or our favorite better than bouillon broth too. Yeah, exactly. And then that's shelf stable as well. And then you can make saucy beans, too, which are really nice. Because I think people sometimes think beans are either dry or they're fully pureed. But you can puree half, thin it out with a little bit of the broth, and then add it back to your whole beans. And you have nice, like, soupy-style beans, which is great. Mm. But also, I like to do, I mean, I call it marinated beans, but it really doesn't have to marinate that long. But cut a shallot and take any kind of fresh herbs, like a mishmash is fine. And if you have no fresh herbs, you can use dry dill, you can use oregano, um, tarragon is great. And just put a bunch of herbs. I like to use at least two or three so you get a nice dynamic flavor, like red wine vinegar or cider vinegar, garlic, olive oil, and toss it all with white beans and serve it on toast. And it's really, really yummy. Yes. I have a favorite recipe that you wrote for us of like beans and cheese on toast. And it's that it's like there's a ton of garlic and lemon juice. And then you put Cabot white cheddar on the top and broil it. It is so good. I want to eat it. I know. And you can add veggies to that too, like frozen broccoli. 
like yes. throw it in there. Oh wait, isn't there a broccoli? I think there is, yeah. I think there might yeah. be. Yeah. Twenty twenty four is the year we're focused on finally reducing dinner time overwhelm at Didn't I Just Feed You? And that means making grocery shopping easier and more cost effective, especially when it comes to the foods we all tend to spend the most on, like meat. Enter ButcherBox, where you can count on incredible deals on premium cuts. At ButcherBox, you can choose a curated box or customize your order of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood to stock your fridge with all the proteins you need for the week, month, or even the year at prices that are hard to come by at the grocery store. That's all your protein shopped for in one shot at great prices delivered to your door with free shipping. Just one change, switching over to ButcherBox, and you guarantee yourself fewer trips to the grocery store and savings that are hard to find at the supermarket. Dinnertime overwhelm be gone. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to choose your free offer and get $20 off. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for dinner and I just feed you, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Also, you know what a lot of vegans do, which I think is interesting? I've only done it a couple of times, but using chickpeas as a, um, like a, think of a sandwich lunch salad. Like a tuna yes. sandwich. You yeah. Exactly where I was going. Right. Where you chop it up, some mayo, some mustard, a little like celery if you have it, but it's not necessary, a little maybe red onion, and then put it in a wrapper on crusty bread. 
Yeah, I would eat that I right would now. Too. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm getting hungry talking about beans. <laughs> Did you not eat lunch before we record it? Um, no, I definitely <laughs> ate lunch. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm not hungry. Um, and then we can't, like, not talk about the obvious things of beans, which are, ri- like, chilies yes. of every variety are going to be a really great way to stretch any fresh or frozen vegetables that you have, as well as like any frozen or fresh meat that you have that maybe you're trying to like stretch over the next couple of weeks or whatever, for whatever reason. But there are so many different types of chilies. So, like so many. <laughs> so many. Um, do you have a favorite? Oh, I don't know. I've been eyeing. I haven't cooked it yet, but we'll put it in the show notes and maybe I'll have a chance to cook it before this episode airs. This turkey and um, I think it's white bean chili from Bon Appetit. It just looks really good and hearty and tur- like ground turkey is one of those things that I have stashed in our freezer, but I haven't really used it. So that would be a really great place to do that. And then with some dried beans um, and it just feels like super smart and easy. Like I might even adapt it to the slow cooker. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a favorite well, chili or know, bean I've soup? I've got this new book coming out in April. Oh. Um, <laughs> called Winter Let Winter guess. Chicken it's Dinner. Chicken it's a ground chili. chicken. It's a ground chicken chili, which is a great thing. Again, thinking about your freezer as an extension of your pantry. I do keep. I get weird about freezing too much meat, like because it I always gets freezer burn or I forget. But ground meat is the exception. Ground meat, if it's packaged correctly, and more and more you find you're finding ground meat at the supermarket vacuum packed, vacuum sealed. Yeah. It's really convenient to have some in your freezer. So I usually keep ground beef and ground chicken. And it's great because it's a green chili with white beans, just like you're saying. And it uses a whole bunch of cans of green chilies, like Mexican style green Ooh. chilies. Um, and it gets a ton of flavor from that garlic and onion. So it also has a lot of scallions, like fresh green onions at the end. And I like to finish it with cilantro, but it could be good even if you take those out. So don't just think about those red bean classic chilies. Like think about using green chilies that come in a can, um, and building flavor that way too. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about rice. Okay. Because I think that's another thing that people bought in bulk, or maybe they do buy in bulk. What are all of the things? What are, just tell me all the things you cook. Well, with it's rice. funny because I actually <laughs> we don't love rice. Like if I'm going to cook a big carb like that, I usually go for pasta. But one of my kids' favorite dishes uses those canned green chilies again. Oh, okay, and it's rice. It's rice. So it's basically I think I have the recipe on my site. I do, but you take cooked rice. And you mix it with uh, green chilies that you've sautéed with a little bit of butter and onion. And you toss it with the cooked rice. And then you add cottage cheese and shredded cheese. So cottage cheese stays for a while. Um, If you don't have that, you could use sour cream, which also stays for a while. And then pre-shredded cheese, I think, also stays a while. But if that's not your jam... You've taught me that big blocks of cheddar freeze really well. Actually, even shredded cheese freezes really well. So if you find a deal on that or like you bought a bunch and you're worried you're not going to use it all up, stick it in the freezer. Because then cheese becomes part of your pantry. And I know that's not like a natural thing for a lot of people to think about. 
But it's those kinds of things. It's the flavor enhancers and it's the finishers, like the fresh herbs, the chi- the cheese yes. on top. Those are the things that elevate a really simple dish, right? So if you can find ways to incorporate those things into your pantry using canned chilies, like we were saying, like thinking about your spice rack, like we were saying, hard salami stays for a while, bacon in your freezer, a block of cheddar or shredded cheddar in your freezer. Suddenly you have these key pantry ingredients that can really take a simple thing like pasta or rice and take it to the next level. So uh, I toss it cottage cheese. I toss some shredded cheese. I put more shredded cheese on top and I bake it and it's just green chili (laughs) rice, cheesy chili rice. And it's uh, somehow AF. we've turned a pantry episode into very cheese centric right here in the that's last a, two minutes. Megan, I, that's a very didn't I just feed you tenant? I feel right? like that's like, like the first description on our job, like the first item on our job description. Turn everything cheese into cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Both rice-related and cheese-related, my family loves risotto, yes. so I bought extra risotto rice, and I want to take just a moment and say if you think that risotto is fussy you should just try and make it i think it like is comparable to making mac and cheese from scratch at home it doesn't require a lot of ingredients you really don't have to babysit it as much as fancy restaurant chefs have been telling you and you don't have to limit it to the flavor profile of like garlic onions white wine and parmesan you can go all in family style and make a risotto that is like cheddar cheese and frozen broccoli. And it is so good. I will link to my favorite recipe on Kitchen, which came from another editor who I, I'm not sure right now, but it is. It's like cheesy cheddar cheese risotto with broccoli in it. And you should make that right now. Right now. I honestly <laughs> never would have thought to make that. Yeah. Really? Like risotto from the pantry? No, no, but it's risotto the from things, the pantry like- I make, but I'm a pretty like classic girl. I like, I yeah. even keep a little bit of saffron in my thing and I put just a little bit of saffron. You know what? I think that I have a jambalaya version of risotto oh, that I can share yes. on show notes. So again, that like frozen sausage from your freezer, green peppers and onions from the freezer, canned tomatoes, and then it gets like really heavily spiced and it's just so, so, so good. Yes. Great. Pizza. <laughs> oh, you're going to go Pantry pizza <laughs> yeah. on us, We have a whole episode on pizza from last we do. fall. So we don't right? have to go we'll into it too in, in depth, but let's talk about how to make pizza a pantry-friendly thing. Well, first of all, pizza dough in general can be made from pantry staples or, like you're saying, the freezer is at the extension of your pantry. You can stash store-bought pizza dough in your freezer too. Woo, woo. Hey. I did a good thing and I supported my local pizzerias and I bought like three or four rounds of pizza dough to stash in my <laughs> in my freezer because y'all know how I feel about making my own pizza dough. You don't really I like mean, to do, I do it. it sometimes. I've I have done it. I do it. It might be I a know, good. But you live in pizza capital of the world, yeah. not pizza I do. capital of the it, world. It is. No, yeah. I, I will take that. I, I'm sorry okay. to dis Italy at this time. <laughs> <laughs> my my pizza, my no, it's true. Okay, but what if you're like St- if you're like Stacy and you didn't 
you don't want to make pizza dough from scratch and maybe you didn't stat like buy some and you're stuck at home if you have bread of any kind whether it's like garlic bread in your freezer or you bought english muffins or i'm gonna be honest you guys i've made cheese on or pizza on toast have you really any kind of bread (laughs) yes that's amazing is it good it's good. I, it's like one of my most popular Instagram oh my posts, Stacey. I should share it to Didn't I Just yeah. Feed You. Yeah. Pizza toast. Duh. You Duh. also turned frozen pretzels into pizza. What have I? <laughs> you remember that? I do. Because I like yes, it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which is another, I mean, come on, if you have pretzels in your freezer, <laughs> why not? So basically, the point of my story, tortillas. You could yes. tor- pizza tortillas. Yes, and you've if you've already got um, jarred sauce on hand, it's just like a really great and easy way to feed your hungry crowd from the pantry. I'm here for it. Also, just like we said about pasta, just a quick note, like it doesn't have to all be tomato sauce. Like you can do pesto, um, which you can buy shelf stable or even in a jar, or I was going to say in the refrigerator section, which stays for a while, or shelf stable in a jar. Um, and sometimes just olive oil and garlic is good. Yeah. But I do think that if you want this to be a pantry thing, you do want to think about like, what is it that you want to use as your base, whether it's bread, English muffin, you know, dough, and then- Mini bagels. Yeah, so that you have that on (laughs) hand. (laughs) And then the cheese, you want to be prepared with the cheese. So like, it really is, it was a revelation when you told me that I could store cheese certain cheeses hard cheeses freeze your cheese yeah because i really didn't do that before and that it makes a big difference it really expands what you can do if you're in a family that eats dairy and really like loves dairy (laughs) yes okay i think we want to spend a few minutes like shouting out some of the other things that are like pantry specific that you might have on hand and just like some quick ways to use them up right Oh, you have hummus on this list. Oh, because we have a whole entire episode about hummus bowls. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a weird week, Megan. It's a weird, it's a weird time life. we're living in right now. It's a weird year. Hummus bowls. Oh, taco. Hummus bowls. That's it. That's all we're okay. going to say about that. We'll but I do want to say that you also notes. don't have to necessarily have hummus in your refrigerator because if you always keep cans of chickpeas in your pantry, and or dried chickpeas and have an instant pot. Like within 20 minutes, those can be cooked. And hummus doesn't have to be fussy. Yes, there are recipes that are going to have you peeling skins off of them and da, da, da. You can literally take two drained cans of chickpeas, put them in a food processor with a clove or two of garlic, and then lemon juice and olive oil. Yes, of course, traditional tahini does call for, traditional hummus rather, calls for tahini, We actually really like it without tahini. Yeah. I do that sometimes because we're not allowed to bring sesame seeds into our school. And it's just like a slightly brighter flavor. Yeah. And it's also just really practical for those times where your pantry isn't super stocked or you don't have tahini or maybe you run out of any kind of nut butter. Totally. You can totally make hummus with other beans too. Yeah. Yeah. Any any kind of white bean. And then when you're going to cover a bean puree with like your odds and ends, you know, maybe more roasted chickpeas, whatever odds and end veggies you have on hand, you know, the, like, it doesn't have to be the most perfect hummus or dip. Yeah. Talk to me about canned fish, because this is a thing that I don't buy a lot, but we did buy some canned tuna because Brian really likes tuna sandwiches. 
I personally was traumatized by eating too much tuna noodle casserole <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> and so it's not my favorite, but I think a lot of other people have it in their pantry. So how can yeah, you Yeah, so, that? okay. I totally understand that. If I think too hard on the concept, I get really grossed out. Mike does not eat, like, salads. <laughs> he doesn't even like egg salad. He's like, if it's chopped and there's mayo and it's mushy, like. I am on the same team as Mike. He's not nope. into it. Isaac doesn't really like mayonnaise, so he's not into it. Me and Oliver, give us a good deli salad, and we are mm, we are here for it. Love egg salad, a great protein-heavy pantry meal if you consider eggs part of your pantry, which I do. They can last a while. Yes. And just like on crusty bread, like you already have the protein there, like carrot sticks or nothing, people. Just relax. An egg salad sandwich is a great dinner. It's a great lunch, too. I always have canned tuna because Oliver and I love tuna salad just like Brian. Shout out to Brian. Brian doesn't get enough shout outs in the show. Shouting him out. He really doesn't actually in real life either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm giving him a shout out for liking tuna. He doesn't listen. He doesn't okay. he has not listened to a single episode wow. All right. of the Night Speed Do. And I think he's it's read cold. like three articles I've written on Kitchen of like the ten thousand right. well, that I've I'm written there. So right I'm just that's kidding. Neat. Um so uh tuna packed in oil. I want to talk about that because I think that's a a really versatile pantry ingredient. I like to like flake it up with white beans. Remember that white bean salad I was talking about before? Mm-hmm. That's a great protein to add to it to like bulk it up on toast. It's beautiful. Italian style tuna salad where you don't have to do the mayo so much. Marinate it, just like douse it with a little like red wine vinegar, maybe a little red wine vinegar and sherry vinegar to mix it up um, Mm -hmm. and flake that up with pasta. It's great with pasta, capers, uh, roasted red peppers, like all those great vinegary, savory, umami ingredients, I think go great with um, tuna. But really thinking about it in salads with beans and also in pastas are great. I'm not big into canned salmon. I know, but people people yes. are. And you know what I think is a great use for those? And even tuna, and this is one of the ways I do like to eat canned fish, is to turn it into a patty. Oh, yeah. Like add a little egg, a little breadcrumb, whatever herbs and other seasonings you want to add, maybe a minced shallot, and then pan fry it in a little olive oil. And you can eat that like mm-hmm. as is with maybe like a little sour cream on top, or you could turn it into a sandwich or put it in a tortilla. Yeah, that's great. That's an awesome idea. I also yeah. have done like flaked canned salmon with like a bow tie or a cut pasta and peas. Um, if you have a little mint, that goes great. Or a little sour cream or cream, that's nice too. But those are like nice dill is a nice flavor profile with salmon. But canned fish, I just think is a nice way to get a little extra protein without it being perishable. I want to give a shout out to smoked salmon also. My kids. Because <laughs> it lasts it a long lasts time a long too. ass time. It's preserved, right? That's the yeah. point. And it's so good. My kids love it. Like, honestly, a bagel, which we keep bagels in the freezer typically, with um, cream cheese and smoked salmon is great. But also you can make any kind of pancake or fritter, which is just like egg, flour, you know, oil, water, whatever. And if you have any vegetables left over, you can shred it and put it in the fritter. If you have like frozen peas, add those to getting your veggies and then fry them up. And a way to make them heftier is that I'll put a little smoked salmon on top. 
Oh, that's so smart. I was going to say, smoked salmon can be expensive or, like, specifically way more expensive than canned fish. And so any way that you can kind of, like, stretch it out is really smart. Yeah. And also a thing to do if you have a deli counter that has smoked salmon, instead of buying it prepackaged, which you're going to pay a premium for a small amount, you can go ask the guy at the deli counter to give you, like, the bits and ends. And they'll just pack those up for you. And it's a little bit cheaper. Okay, we should talk about salads, which is, seems like a weird thing to talk about when it comes to pantry recipes, but it's actually not because a salad doesn't need lettuce and you can use a ton of like marinated and canned and jarred stuff that's yeah. in your pantry to make salads, Top right? Tough. Like Stacy's mentioned several of her favorite bean salads, yep. um, but you can also cook grains like barley or farro even quinoa and turn that into a salad with like a dressing of olive oil or olive oil and red wine vinegar and then add in i don't know what do you keep in your pantry that's like marinated red peppers sometimes artichoke hearts hearts of palm Ooh, i always forget to buy hearts of palm we love hearts of palm um, if you ever buy like the thri- the thrickled, the pickled <laughs> three bean salad, they should just call it. They thrickled. should. <laughs> You're a genius. Um, three bean salad. You can like stretch, drain it, and then toss it into um, any kind of cooked grain and make like a hearty lunch Yum. salad. That's so smart, right? And Put some hard cheese in there, olives. Olives, any kind of pickled uh, salad. So giardiniera is a classic Italian style with like little bits of cauliflower and pepper, and it's got a little spice. That's a great thing. Can I just take a minute to acknowledge that there is a great meme out in the world? We should try and find it and add it to the show notes. What is it? (laughs) It's like a shout out to olives as being like dinner. Like I'm going to eat 40 I'm only laughing because I did this the other night. (laughs) Everyone else was out for dinner, and I was like, oh, I should make myself dinner. And then I opened up our little, like, deli container of olives, and instead of eating, like, an actual meal, I just had, like, 40 to 60 olives for dinner. That's so funny. I have totally done that before. Oh, who has so good. Okay, I love this next thing on your list as other things because it makes me think about how we always joke, but it's real, and we should mention it, that cereal counts as dinner. (laughs) We're taking that concept to a whole new level right now. Yes, although you have oats on here, which is brilliant because you can turn oats into dinner. savory oats, and then poach an egg. So good. Do it. And then any kind of vegetables that you have on hand. Vegetables. Where you can tell it's been a long week. We're getting a little loopy here. Let's bring it on home, Phyllis. Um, yeah, but like savory oats, salt, like put in some turmeric, some, you know, like think of kanji or all those like rice Asian style stews, but they're very simple. Um, even a little soy sauce will give you a nice like umami salty flavor. And then throw in frozen vegetables, poach an egg or fry an egg if that's easier and put it on top. That's dinner, people dinner nice right. okay we've i feel like we shouted out to frozen vegetables we a ton here but we should talk about frozen shrimp which i love to have on hand because we make shrimp and grits yeah. a lot for dinner we make shrimp which is very pantry friendly shrimp scampi. Both, but go yes. use shrimp and grits talk to me 
Okay, so shrimp and grits is pretty, like, there's lots of variations on it. But if I was going to make a pantry-friendly version, it's just, like, an onion and garlic sautéed. You can use canned tomatoes, add your shrimp. Grits are something we always keep on hand. And honestly, you can cook grits in water and just add a ton of butter to finish them. And you don't even need cheese if you're out. You know that I, I like, get a little bit hot and bothered when you say ton of butter. I lo- it's like my favorite thing. Okay. Let's turn it into a shirt. Yes. Then. Sorry, I got very yes. excited. Okay. okay. Shrimp scampi also involves a shit ton does. of butter for what it's, it's worth. so good. Um, yeah. I mean, garlic, butter, red pepper flakes, if you want them, shrimp, and then finish with a ton of lemon too. If you have parsley, great. So 100% not necessary. I have a little side note, and we'll talk about it in the listeners group. I don't want to go like into it here because it's a little bit like your grape moment. I think parsley is way overrated. Like I rarely buy it. I'm oh. not like parsley. What? Why? I feel like parsley is underrated. Yeah. Yep. Here we go. I feel like it's the gateway part, the gateway herb for a we lot of people. Just drop that now in the listeners group. <laughs> Okay. Let them go. Leave it there. Leave it there. Leave it there. Let it. Let it Um, marinate. But frozen shrimp. Let's talk about for one second that it literally cooks in five to seven minutes. Oh my gosh, even less depending on the size of shrimp that you buy and how you're cooking it. Also, you can cook it like even poach it really quickly in some seasoned water and then chill it and have like cold shrimp salads too. Yes. One thing I want to mention again about shrimp scampi is like a lot of people think of shrimp scampi as only a pasta dish, but you can actually serve shrimp scampi sort of like snacky style where you eat the shrimp and then the sauce is really the scampi part of it and serve it with bread if for some reason you're out of pasta. And also, oh my gosh, how good would shrimp scampi over white beans be? Actually, there's a shrimp and white bean stew, which is basically that, exactly what you described on Bon App that I've been wanting to try. So we'll include that recipe okay, there. link us when you can in the show notes, yeah. Stacey. Okay. Uh, I think we should jump right ahead to flavor enhancers, unless you want to talk about tofu a little bit. I don't keep tofu okay, on hand. I do. So really quick, I don't think it requires much. I keep two containers of extra firm tofu. Basically, press it, drain it, press it for a half hour. So just like put it on a plate, put a heavy pot on top of it so that you get as much moisture out as possible. Cube it, toss it with some cornstarch, and then pop it in the oven. Sometimes I do, like if it's not coming along on its own and browning, then you can take uh, oil spray and just like spray it very quickly to help the browning come along and the crisping come along. But tofu lasts for a long time. Cornstarch is just in your pantry. Like that's it. Then from there, it's nice and crispy and you can use it however you want. It's very, very easy and it makes like a quick protein. Um, I also sometimes, although not always, will keep silken tofu around because I. it's a great way to make like a pudding or a sweet or like a creamy dessert. If you're really trying to cook from your pantry and dairy has, you know, there's no dairy in the house, it's a really good resource, I find. We eat dairy. Well, Isaac eats limited dairy. He likes non-dairy milk. But we pretty much eat dairy and my kids never know the difference. Like a chocolate tofu pudding, they're like, "Mm, this is great, delicious. So- 
Another, like, uh, I just want to mention there's an Alton Brown. It's called Moolis Chocolate Pie, which is kind of like what you're talking about, chocolate pudding, but it uses silken tofu. And then even though I don't keep tofu on hand, I do know that it's a really great um, protein boost if you add it to smoothies and it's flavorless and makes them super creamy. And smoothies totally count as dinner. Yes. From your pantry. Yes, yes, yes. And you can add those oats. Like, there's a lot you can do with them. You can add that tofu if you're wanting to get rid of it. Those are great boosters. Okay. Okay. Speaking of boosters, flavor enhancers that are in your pantry that you forget about. Oh, yeah. I always forget about fish sauce and even soy sauce and, like, the combination of, like, soy sauce fish sauce just a couple drops you guys of the fish sauce and like brown yes. sugar on any kind of vegetable or um protein. yeah or that tofu that you Love just it. crisped up beautiful yes okay maybe i yeah. am gonna buy some beautiful. tofu and then frozen broccoli what about you? thrown what in are- you have like a very simple stir fry i love it i'm living for it tell me <laughs> About some of your favorite flavor uh, capers. Both of my boys. I mean, my boys really like briny, vinegary stuff. So we always have roasted red peppers, capers, olives, pepperoncini, vinegars, like a couple different vinegars. Because even for my, I've said this before on the show, even for a basic vinaigrette, combining acids will give your vinaigrette um, a little bit of, it'll give it dynamics. It'll give it some depth. So I always have sherry, red wine, apple cider, and white wine vinegar. And then of course, like if you're one of those people who loves those flavored vinegars, there's so many options, but it's a nice way to finish a pantry meal and give you something. Also bacon, which I freeze and hard salami, which lasts a long time, because that's a great way to like start a dish. Like if you just fry up some bacon, even if you don't actually use the meat, um, especially in the case of bacon, like you can crisp it up, you can pull out the bacon, use it for breakfast the next morning, but then like saute your beans in that bacon fat. Like you get huge flavor boost out of a like simple pantry meal. Yeah. We also save our bacon yeah. fat just for that reason. I feel like that's a very Southern thing. In the tune of flavor enhancers, I we can't forget to mention that we have a whole episode about spices yes. with Kanchan Koya, um, Chief Spice Mama. This is another one to send you to listen to. Okay. There are so many episodes that we need to link to in the show <laughs> no. notes. It's all coming together. So much, for you, so much for you to listen to while you're cooking from your pantry at home. The listeners group is always open where we can give Stacy so much about not liking Whatever, guys. She doesn't like grapes. Leave me alone. So find us as didn't I just feed you on Instagram and Facebook. And hey, when you join our private listeners group, it's going to ask you what our favorite cocktail is. And the answer is whiskey. Don't add us. Whiskey counts as a cocktail. Or we sometimes would drink a painkiller. Yeah. Yes. Like right now. <laughs> okay. Most <laughs> importantly, subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss a single episode. And if you like what you hear, tell your friends about us and leave a review on iTunes. It makes a really big difference. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Gemendo. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well fed. Until next week. It seems extra really mean it this time, extra you guys. <laughs>
it will drive me crazy. 